like specifically you talking about salami. Just any talking. No, I mean, I did. I just didn't want it to, you know. No. What? Why? Why was that choice made? There's no two-year-old who wants a cheese quesadilla. Oh, yeah. By the way, our kid's going to shit himself today. Be prepared for that. Blow out. No, she said she's a penis. Oh. Farttober! Hey, happy Farttober! Ah! 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 What, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like gonna lead into a bit. This is like the third time she screamed. <laughs> and every time I'm like, are we starting over? Aren't you scared? <laughs> yeah, I'm so scared. That's... I'm not scared. I'm confused and concerned. Those are similar feelings. <laughs> <laughs> It's Farttober, everybody. Welcome to Arts Farts, um, where we have <laughs> Art Farts-tober. Arts Farts-tober. Um, you're, you're listening in on a very special, spooky episode. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so you've come at the right time. It should be October 20-something. No, it should be it should be uh, October thirtieth when you're oh, listening to this. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's the day before Halloween. Oh wait, that's exciting. I feel like we're time traveling. <laughs> or as we would call it in Connecticut, mischief night. Today is tonight. Yeah, is Halloween mischief Eve. Night. That's not a thing. All Hallows Eve is a thing everywhere. Mischief night is just really a suburb of Connecticut and maybe parts of New Jersey. Isn't that that's that's so weird to me. That's still very weird to me. Right, and so for those of you, sense. those of you out there that aren't from Connecticut, Mischief Night is um, the night before Halloween where you'll go out and cause mischief, which usually is just toilet toilet oh. paper TPing people's houses and cars, maybe eggs, toilet paper just everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and it's raining, and it's just oh, it's mushy, it's awful. I kind of like it. What are you it. guys gonna do? Oh, no, go ahead. Are you gonna celebrate Mischief Night? I have never once celebrated Mischief Night. I want you to know. Right? You just hunker down. I was always so afraid. I was like, we're going to... We're going to... It's the bird. (laughs) They're going to murder us tonight. They're going to egg my house. (laughs) But I loved... I loved Mischief Night because if you you got a Halloween that wasn't rainy the next day, Mm -hmm. then all the streets were covered in toilet paper and it would be windy and it would be blowing and it would look like when you were trick-or-treating that there was ghosts everywhere. Aww. And I loved it. Um, that was the ghosts everywhere. Oh, fuck. I, I, I forgot to mention that my neighborhood was haunted. I, um, I don't think I forgot to mention there. that I see ghosts. <laughs> I see dead people. Oh. You guys just watched that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely life-changing. Courtney took pictures of me just sobbing, screaming, crying. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked the series of photos of your reactions. The it looked like you went through all five <laughs> stages of grief within a few seconds. That's what that's what M Night Shyamalan wanted. By the time it ended, I felt better. <laughs> I told her. I told her earlier in the day, this movie will change your life. And I think she was kind of when she started, was like, mm, "What do you mean?" And then by the end, was like, 
Yep. I'm ruined. Something came over me. I was on the edge of my seat. I was yelling. And Leanne said, of course old was bad. This man peaked. <laughs> and I was like, that took everything you had in you. And he did actually peak with that movie, which is unfortunate. That was so long ago. Right. I, I am a big fan of Signs as well, though. So I need to see that. Yeah, but you hate Still aliens. haven't seen it. I do, but I'll, I'll bear with it. It's not as... It's, the twist is not as like poignant as it is in the sixth sense, but um, it, it's it still like leaves you being like, oh, I feel I feel no. better. I don't hate aliens. I just I just think that they're extra scary. So like I think they're cool. I just am like you hate them. Yeah, I just hate them. No, and if I no, I can't say that. Okay, so because I'm scared, she hates them. I'll say I hate ET, and if he ever comes near me, I will have no fear of kicking him across the room. Well, ET is just about yeah, influence. I mean, exactly. That's why you shouldn't be afraid of ET because he is like at perfect kicking height, like literally just one one kick to his face, and he's probably out for the count. I don't like the way he looks, so when I see him, I'll close my eyes before I kick. Yeah. You're gonna miss. I'll start swinging. <laughs> just throwing haymakers. <laughs> Okay, okay. So this is our podcast. Uh, this is Art Farts. We, uh, we're multiple farts, three farts, in fact, talking about art, maybe talking about art. Um, you've reached us at a good time because today we have a special little episode where the three of us will each be teaching you, maybe, about art um, in the worst way possible because we are, in fact, all idiots. Um, I'm idiot one, Courtney. I'm Am I idiot two or three? Which one do you want to be? I'd like to be three. You got it. I'm idiot two, Leanne. And I'm idiot three, Andrew. Huh. And this is our podcast, but today is our special spooky episode. Um, so our the art we will be sharing will be spooky, but um, that's kind of silly because most of what me and andrew at least have been talking about has been spooky already anyways um but that's i just mean yeah my the 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 stuff i talked about on my last episode was definitely uh, way spookier than what i'm going to be talking about this episode i i guess we're just in the farttober mood it's just been collectively spooky this past month yeah yeah for sure um, so usually it will just be one of us talking um, about one artist, one piece of art, one movement, one event um, for an entire episode. But today we are going to be doing three short stories from each of us. But to make it extra special and extra spooky, I do have some games prepared for us. Thank um, you. Oh my goodness. I'm terrified of games. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this this first one that we're going to be doing um came from my brain and it's gonna be kind of hard to explain i think because it came from my brain um so i'm gonna do my best but i just you know have have fun with it um this and and evan get ready to add some nice uh, monster-esque sound effects here evan I'm, can you add like a, a mummy noise right here whatever noise a mummy makes <gasps> evan don't listen to him add a frankenstein okay. noise <laughs> Over over Courtney no. speaking, can you add like a can over you add like Andrew a zombie speaking, noise? Can you add like a Dracula voice? Okay, so okay, over so Courtney <laughs> speaking that time, can you add like Okay, so Godzilla noise? <laughs> Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> a zombie with no conscience. 
question. What do these things all have in common? That doesn't even make sense. Love. I ain't got it. I ain't My got Achilles the extended, heel. The extended version is just him naming more monsters. I, yes, that's, a, that's all I want. So that's actually the game, is that we have to finish um, Jay-Z's verse. Oh, perfect. I do this every day. Um, no, but but the this game is called monster mash up Ooh. but Whoa. i'm s- um so essentially like the song yeah yeah so welcome everyone to your first round of monster mash up our players today are leanne and andrew are you guys gonna be working together or battling head to head battling i oh. don't know how this game works <laughs> you're gonna want andrew's help <laughs> battling. Leanne has declared war. I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so they're going point for point. Let's Wait, see. Why'd you give me a choice if you were gonna <laughs> hate it? Um, so essentially the way that this game works is um, there's a lot of horror movies out there that were actually inspired by famous art. Famous paintings, <coughs> famous portraits. Um, so I want to do a little game to see if you can kind of match up the art to the movie. The horror movie. Um, I can't wait to do terribly. Yes, it's going to be tricky, and so I was hoping that you guys would work together, but... Uh, we just, can work together! <laughs> talk, talk, no, no, point for point, but you guys should <gasps> definitely talk out your answers, you know, talk, brainstorm. Um, Why wanna, would we want to talk it out if we're not together I want to hear what you're thinking, because, you know, I can help, I can give, I'll lead you there. I'm going to, I'll help lead you. Um, so, basically, I'm going to give you the name of a famous piece of art um famous painting favorite famous photograph and then i'm going to say bye and instead of giving you the artist i'm going to give you the director of the movie so um this isn't real this is not a real example but this is my example it would be like starry night by wes anderson and you would try to guess the movie that is directed by wes anderson inspired by starry night and bonus points if you can guess the artist to the famous painting, but that's extra extra tricky. But wait, there's a couple so that, that one? Know. That that example you gave doesn't have an actual answer. No, I just made it up. But I, like an example of okay, because I was. Go ahead. I was sitting here trying to figure it out. Oh um, no! Don't! It, I literally just picked two famous things and put them together just to show you how the format right, would be. Okay. But like Moonrise Kingdom would be like the answer. It would be the 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 movie is the answer. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not real? It's not real. It's not. Anyone out there who's, who's like, that's not true, I know. And also, if you listen to this, you know that half the things we say are not true already. We so. don't fact check. <laughs> we do not fact check. We are idiots. We are pulling things out of our ass as we speak. But I put we my We could heart, fact check, and we choose not to. I strictly use Wikipedia. What would be the point? That w- then this would be a podcast about us telling you about art history, and it's not. It's about idiots telling you art history. Go to go to school if you want a real yeah go go read a book if you want some actual information we're here to entertain you and make us look bad (laughs) okay you guys ready for round one and i have i have nine of these so So, you know if if like four in you're like okay we can finish the rest at the end so um okay got it first one's pretty easy and to to take a guess to take an official guess that would count i want you guys to buzz in so you just have to say buzz and so the the listeners at home know. Okay, I'm really good at that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> the first 
piece slash movie is The Scream by Wes Craven. You're guessing the movie. Buzz. Andrew? Scream. Yeah! The first one is Scream. <laughs> okay, easy one, easy one. Yeah, I started with really easy. Leon, how are you feeling? I'm passing out, dude. I don't know anything about movies. <laughs> we we went through one, Leanne. It's been I'm one. I'm on the floor. Any, okay, well, here here's a bonus point. Um, does anyone know who painted the scream? Um, no, but if you give me a few seconds, <laughs> Andrew, I could. Are you Googling it? Uh, no. <laughs> Liam, what are you saying to me? You can make guesses. Go and make a guess. Is she I'm horrified something of to saying you? the wrong thing. You think this is the first time we've said something wrong here? Leah, don't Google it either. <laughs> Literally, I'll take any guess. I'll take first name, last name. Just what if I accidentally say the name of like a serial killer or something? Then it would be perfect Ted Bundy. <laughs> buzz, buzz, Ted what Bundy. Is it Edward Munn? Yeah. No, well, you're so close. Edward Munch. Munch. Oh. See? And you were so afraid to answer the whole time. Oh, I'm horrified. I still am. Ted Leanne Bundy was not far off. For bravery. <laughs> so, Andrew's got a point. Leanne's got a point. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Andrew, you ready? I guess so, yeah. Okay, get, get your buzz on. Ready? No, yeah, I got my buzz on. Saturn Devouring Satan by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, fuck. So you're guessing uh, the movie. Uh, Buzz? Mm-hmm. Hellboy. No. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. Shit. Oh, my gosh. A good guess. Can I? Am I done now, or can I no, buzz no, in again? No, no, you can keep... Everyone keep buzzing in, please. This is a hard game. I'm not going to buzz in because I don't know the answer. Oh. Just start naming Guillermo del Toro movies. Uh, Buzz, The Shape of Water. No. I don't even know that, who that and is. I've, that's it. I that's all I've got. I think you've seen this movie. Me? Yeah. Or at least you know about this movie. Um, let me think of some hints. It is in Spanish. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you awesome. Oh, damn it. Oh, Buzz, Fuck. Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, Buzz, Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, <laughs> point for whoever gets the artist of saturn devouring satan a hint is that i am talking about it today goya yeah Leanne. oh <laughs> yeah buzz goya yeah, I oh i thought you were one. mad that i didn't buzz no. <laughs> you're excited because well, you... i'm on it today i'm excited because you're on it but i do want you to buzz okay so andrew's got one point and leanne has three which is honestly oh very God. surprising <laughs> okay um, it's getting a little bit trickier. I'm, I'm working up in trickiness. And this next one, I'm sorry that it is a bad person. Um, but the next one is... You ready, guys? Yeah. Yeah. The Witch's Sabbath by Roman Polanski. Buzz. Yes. I've forgotten the name of the movie. <laughs> uh, Rosemary, Roma, Rosemary's Baby. You got it. Nice job. Um... Yes, it is Rosemary's Baby, and actually there was a lot of art that inspired this movie, and it's super cool, and I hope that one day someone talks about it on this podcast, not just in general. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so The Witch's Sabbath, extra point if you can guess the artist. Not a clue. I can't. A hint is it's the same artist as the last artist. Go Buzz Goya. Goya. Buzz Goya. <laughs> I think Leon had you beat Andrew by a second. No, she had me beat because of lag. Uh, 
Oh. I'm okay. I'm furious. I think that I'll give it to him so then it's a tie. Yeah. Would that bring it to a tie? Yeah, that might, that might be a... I'm not keeping track. Let's just say it's a tie. A little fair. <laughs> four for four? No, yeah, that would be a tie. Yeah. You can give her the point, honestly. She might have been before <gasps> me. Don't. But we'll never truly know. <laughs> Don't be chivalrous. I will. What I will say is that I, I think I said Goya first, but she said Buzz Goya first. <laughs> oh. That's, see, Buzz is important. No, the buzz is everything. Buzz is everything to us. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to get through all these. I'm excited now. I love. Oh, I'm on. I love this. Okay, perfect. This next one. So we're getting a lot harder. Where it's like, mm-hmm. like I've never even heard of this director. <laughs> so this is just gonna be. I'll get to give you clues and stuff, and that's fun for me. Emperor of Lights by William Friedkin. You, what? So, William Friedkin's the uh, director. We're looking for the movie. Don't know. Yeah, what'd you say the painting's name was again? Emperor of Lights. Emperor's New Groove. Mm. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> um, so, my hint is that this is probably one of the most famous horror movies of all time. and gave an uh and then just so close to the microphone but nothing's coming out because <laughs> uh. that sounds so obvious but i just don't one of the most famous horror movies throw, of all time throw us another bone i want can hit- you use it in a sentence wait someone mm. someone just take a guess right now of the i think it's probably one of the most famous horror movies ever the exorcist buzz yes. the exorcist yes you got <laughs> what? it what yeah god damn the exorcist I name is i didn't buzz. know that was the director i why i it's weird that i i feel like i've never heard that name before in my life yeah mm. i i was using an article so i i didn't fact check this one some of the other ones i fact checked with like their movies information <laughs> so this is maybe not i think this is true though because <laughs> when i when i saw william friedkin i was like i feel like i've heard of this guy before um any guesses for the artist this was really interesting because i i had no clue it's a lot more modern than i thought it would be i'm gonna have to guess ted bundy again oh so close so buzz (laughs) comma buzz um i don't think you guys will know the name of this artist i'm Uh, gonna be honest but i do think you'd be familiar with their work um, so I'm going to name another famous piece of art by them and see if it rings any bells. Mm-hmm. It seems like one an artist that maybe one of you would have had like a um, hyper fixation on for like a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm already recognizing what I'm seeing. Well, you're looking. <laughs> oh, well, I, don't, I don't know how to read. can't find the title i'm looking you're in front of me with an ipad i know i know have you ever heard of the painting the son of a man or son of man nope it features a man in a bowler's hat with an with an apple in front of his face a bowler's hat yeah you've definitely come across this image he's bowling or you know the punch brothers no oh my god <laughs> it's, that's it's, like the naked brothers band or never what? mind never mind it's it's by renee marge margiet renee it, zellweger yeah if you looked up if you look up the son of man you'll know exactly what i'm talking about 
All well, you we'll out there. just have to see about that. The Son of Man. Mm-hmm. Painting. Painting? You heard me. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen this in my life. With the apple? Yeah, I've never seen this. <gasps> wow. I'm not aware of this. I think you'd like it a lot. What is this? Well, maybe that's for another day. Okay. Okay, ready for the next one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... Let me switch it up a little bit. Um, okay. Studies figures at the base by Ridley Scott. Alien. Buzz alien. Yeah, Andrew got it. Whoa. Nice job. All right. Bonus points for the artist. What was his name with the painting again? Studies <laughs> figures at the base. Um, I'll take any guess. <laughs> I'll take anything. I have nothing. You've Do seen you a, want me to guess Ted Bundy again? You've seen a documentary about this man. Is it Francis Bacon? It is Francis Bacon. Really? And you were going to say Ted Bundy. <laughs> isn't that, I mean, same thing. Isn't that crazy? Alien? Study you love, figures. Have I seen this one? Studies? You love Alien and you love Francis Bacon. I do love Francis Bacon. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready for the next one? Yes. Primordial Chaos Number Sixteen by Ari Aster. Uh, Buzz Hereditary. No. Buzz Midsummer. Yes. Correct. I don't think you guys will get this artist, but fun fact: she's one of my favorite favorite artists of all time. And when I saw that this movie was inspired by her art and i saw the the like side by sides i was like holy shit this makes it so much fucking better i love midsummer and i love her it's hilma af what's Klint. it what's it called again? she's a swedish artist of course um you, it's her primordial chaos number 16 and it's this it looks almost identical to the scene of when they're around the may oh wow i like this spinning in that I'm a, I'm a fan of this one isn't that very cool she she is awesome she has a really cool backstory i definitely have to do an episode on her um one of my favorite artists ever and i've wanted a poster of hers for so long like just of one of her arts one of her pieces mm -hmm. and seeing the ones that were like used for midsummer i'm like perfect i'm gonna get one of those ones um yeah, I have two more, but I think I think I might save them. Yeah. All right, thanks guys for playing the monster mashup Woo! with me. Woo! All right, so now we're gonna get into the art for the day, and I believe that Leanne is starting. Correct? Yeah, that's what was on the uh, the timesheet there. All right, Leanne, you're up. Let's hear your short story. Yeah, hold on. Your spooky short story. Wait. <sighs> hold on. I got to pee. I should have just oh, done it. God I should have done it between them, but I have to pee. Welcome back to Courtney's Late Night Show, Spooky Edition. Ooh. Wait, is this what happens every time I'm gone? 
Andrew, go away. I can't. Yeah. Now I'm here and it's I'm in It's great to have you back on the show. I can't Thanks, hear any Courtney. man talking to me right No, now. I've never heard a man talk in my life. I'm right here. On tonight's late night show. I was wondering, who's your favorite ghost? You. Ooh, that's kind of scary. Should I knock on wood or something? <laughs> knock on wood, but I want Evan to add in there just like a woof, like I disappear. You. Ah. <laughs> ah. Um. Oh, okay. We're back on the podcast. Um. Not nothing weird was happening, Andrew. Something weird happened right there. Well, I guess something weird's happening because it's our spooky episode. <coughs> Ooh, it's all weird. We're all weird. Everything about this is weird. <laughs> Everything about this is always weird. Ooh, we're haunted. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cordy! What? Sorry, we were haunted there for a minute. I'm really concerned. Sorry, I got a little haunted. All right. Leanne's going to take it away with our first short story of the night. So I'm going to be talking about a painting titled The Hands Resist Him by Bill Stoneham. This piece uh, drew me in because the title is mysterious and haunting, but also because when I was looking it up, a bunch of mm. articles were referring to it as the haunted eBay painting, yep. uh, and that sounds pretty cool, so we're going to dive in. Do you remember when I was talking about three paintings that I kept seeing when I was looking up haunted paintings? Yeah. Oh, my this, God. This was one is of this... them. Ah, that's so exciting. I was hoping someone would talk about this. Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Is it haunted? Is it not haunted? We're here. Let's hear about it. So if you're Googling along at home with us, the title again is The Hands Resist Him by Bill Stoneham. Bill is spelled like Bill and Stoneham <laughs> is spelled like Stone and Ham put together. <laughs> so Bill Stoneham. We, have to go. <laughs> we don't have time to spell things. We're speed running this. I don't have time to spell Bill to you. <clears throat> um, so we're looking at a painting of a young boy who I'm going to show Courtney before I say this, kind of looks like Peyton Manning. <laughs> I don't know who the hell Peyton Manning is, I'm going to be honest. Is that, oh, my God, no, I think that's... Is, no, is you're that right. serious no, right? or... No. Like you, no, I... Oh, no, I, he just has a really big forehead. Sorry, Peyton, if you're listening. He does a commercial for something, right? I, Peyton Manning? I, yeah. Do not apologize to Peyton Manning. Manning Pey, I can't, Manning. Never mind, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> no, I'll, re- I'll take it back. You could project a movie on there. Anyway, um, and he is standing next to a doll that is about the same size as him, like a, like a five-year-old. And he doesn't look happy. The doll has, like, black holes for eyes and a deep, deep frown like Danny from Midsummer. And behind them is a big glass door. They're, like, standing in front of it, pretty stoic-looking. And... Um, the background is all dark except for all of these hands pressed against the glass surrounding the boy it. and this doll. Eww. Look at it. Oh my and God. she's holding something that I like. I really don't know what she's holding. It but, looks like a canister. Right? But there's these hands just pressed up against the glass. Yeah. Um, oh, it's uncomfortable. It's giving, me, it's giving me chills, to be honest. It's not great to look at. Um... So now a quote straight from the artist that I pulled from his own website, uh, stonemstudios.com. He says, when I painted The Hands Resist Him in 1972, I used an old photo of myself at age five in a Chicago apartment. The hands are the other lives. 
the glass door that thin veil between waking and dreaming the girl slash doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm um and i also found out that the painting itself is based off of like a picture from his childhood of like him and a neighbor um but it's just a doll and him now and it's kind of scary um so all on its own if you're looking it up this painting is creepy and haunting but there is clearly more lore mm. here or else i wouldn't be talking about it so, first off, this painting woo, this painting ended up on fucking eBay, so we're going to get there first. So, the Hands Resist Him was purchased from a gallery show in 1974 by actor John Marley, who Marley is... Marley and Marley. <laughs> we're Marley and Marley. Ah, that's from the Muppets I don't know Christmas what that was. Carol, which is the scariest movie I've the ever seen in my life. The best movie I've so, ever seen in my life. So scary. But anyway, oh, you John just Marley. you puppets, right? Oh, I'm terrified of the Muppets. We but, we need to watch the Muppets haunt, uh, Haunted Mansion, all of us together. Thank you, everybody. Okay, all I'll of do us, it. I don't live with you. That's never once stopped That's us before. literally not our problem. Uh, true. Um, so, John Marley, he is best known for his role as the movie producer in The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather, so. I'm going to be honest, I have not also seen The Godfather. I watched it recently. Um, he's the producer. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. cool. Great. Great work. Um, That's awesome. Anyway, he died 10 years later um, at age 76, oh. <laughs> which is like a pretty reasonable age to die. And he also had like sold the painting, I think, before he died. So his death probably wasn't linked to the painting. But um, we're not sure what happened to the painting uh, after that. But it somehow ended up abandoned behind this like art space slash brewery in California. Um, and it was discovered by somebody and then put on eBay in the year 2000. A brewery. Yeah. It was like abandoned behind this The place. year 2000. I think like a picker or someone like found it. Yeah, in the year 2000. What is that? 26, 28 Ugh. years later after it was painted. Anyway, this is what the eBay listing said. It was in all caps and it says, when we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. A picker found it abandoned behind an old brewery at the time we wondered a little why a seemingly perfectly fine painting would be discarded like that in parentheses today we don't with three exclamation points <laughs> one morning our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night so first off, when I was reading this, I thought it said we were mourning our uh, four and a half year old daughter. And then I thought that the claimed was that it claimed oh her life. God. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? But this picture killed our yeah, daughter. And I was like, what do you mean? That's this is a legal issue now. This isn't just a little haunting, but um, no one is dead yet. Oh, my and God. Actually, no, at this time, yeah. well, okay, we'll just, we're going to, we're going to power through. So I'll be honest, I, I don't believe this. Um, I read that they have a video of the boy, like, leaving the painting, but I couldn't find it. I was afraid that it was going to, like, break my phone. I was, like, <laughs> clicking links. There were ads covering the text. It oh was so, God. I was having such a hard time. If, brave, if anyone out there you. can find it, but thank you. I do what I can, but I, I, I can't. I couldn't find it. And there's also supposed to be this scary picture of the painting like in the dark like it's supposed to be the girl is like 
holding a gun and like coercing the boy to leave the painting and i looked at the picture and it's it's just the painting in the dark she's oh clearly she's clearly holding something in the in in the painting yeah, and when it's dark the dark when it's dark it just looks vague and it's like yeah it's, she, it looks like she's holding a gun but like it's not haunted it's yeah. just a lighting thing so i just based on that I don't really believe it. So I'm going to say that this eBay listing does not make me believe that the painting is cursed. Uh, but there is one thing that made me like a tiny bit suspicious. So I'm just going to quote uh, Bill himself again. Because I think Stone Stoneham. I'll put some respect on him. But uh, this describes the situation pretty well. He says, Both the owner of the gallery where Hands was displayed and the Los Angeles Times art critic who reviewed my show were dead within a year of the show. I'm sure it was a coincidence. Dead within a year? Dead within a year. I'm sure it was a coincidence, but some of what I paint resonates in other people. Opening the inner door. What do you mean? It let them in. They were like, no, I think I can let go now. But I don't think that he thinks this painting is haunted, but uh, he's definitely way too casual about that. He I think he killed worked. them. Right? That's <laughs> what I was thinking. He said in a way where he's like, yeah, my art's pretty good. It might lead you to die. It like, might have killed a, a couple people. Why don't you say, like, they passed away, like, the year after the painting? Like, that just sounds so incriminating. I, he's incriminating himself. Like, right? He's, he's like, yeah, I'm not good. Yeah, I killed people with broken paintbrushes. So that's the, the death count of people associated with that painting is three. That's pretty. Is wow. that that we know of? That might be the same amount of people dead when they were filming The Exorcist, right? Get somebody get the kill count. That's a pretty but, um, high. I mean, that's a high kill count for a painting. I can't think of any right? other paintings yeah. with a kill usually count that high. Usually paintings. Usually people just beat up the paintings, not the other way around. Right. Yeah. I think people have re- like reported like fainting and throwing up and like all these crazy things. They're like, I saw this painting and I just, I just blacked out. I but, saw this um, painting and I started rolling on the floor, dry heaving. And throwing up and rolling in it and pooping. That's and- my letterbox review of this painting. <laughs> I'm pooping. My letterbox review. But yeah, I somebody has it now and they have only displayed it like a handful of times, I think. I don't have notes Until on this. They this is just die. what I remember seeing. People like emailed them though and were like sending them prayers and were like trying to protect them from this painting. But are they are I think they it selling might be a little it? bit of hoopla? No. I think that they I think it said that they had offers, but they were like, I'm not I'm not selling this. Nothing has ever been there's never been a super serious offer either, I don't think. We Why, should, are you we buy should it? pool our money together I think, to buy it. I wonder how much it is. And to die? Like, is, is that the well, end I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it's actually haunted. Do you think that would be the most substantial proof uh, to see if it's haunted? That's where we're willing to go. No, we'll be dead. Then can we start a new podcast just about that painting? Or can the painting no be a one's, co-host? No one's doing the podcast. We'll be dead. The podcast <laughs> uh, will be over. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, it takes over. Well, who's going to do the podcast? The painting, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, sure. cool. paint, young Peyton, Peyton Manning can the do it. Why can't the I say Peyton, Peyton Manning? do the podcast either? Painting Manning. <laughs> oh, paint, paint, painting Manning. <laughs> this is great. This is Yeah, it. I'm cutting my mic. <laughs> See ya. I'm cutting, painting I'm, cutting Manning? <laughs> I'm cutting the wires off the microphone. We never have to do this again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who, me. Who my turn. Who has painting now? <laughs> Um, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, Leanne. Let, oh, can we give a round of applause for Leanne? 
I believe it's your turn. Thank you, Leanne, for that chilling story. Of course. And then it's just ghosts. I have a lot of hands. <laughs> and then just we, we listen to the audio um, back, and there's a thousand hands. So mine, <gasps> mine isn't. Uh, I will admit, it's not very scary, uh, especially <laughs> compared to the stuff that I talked about on my last episode about the performance art. Um, but you know, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a little scary. It gives me a little chills to think about, kind of. Um, everyone. Uh, and here's just a quick fact uh, to, everyone, to get your, maybe get spook your everyone a little bit. On so you feel extra Each of scared. us has a skeleton inside of us. Think about that for a second. It's scary, right? A lot of like blocky, blocky lines, rectangles, uh, vertical rectangles that are like, um, there's uh, usually there's a solid background on them that is like a dark black or dark maroon. They don't, it doesn't use a whole lot of colors, mm-hmm. um, mostly black and red, a, d- a deep, deep red. Um, but a lot of people, uh, and these, it, you really can't get the full effect of these, mm-hmm. um, Unless you go see them uh, in person, because they are very they they're very large, um, they're they're quite massive actually, um, and how big that is oh I wish I could tell you have you ever ha- have but, you seen a Rothko in real life? No, I've never I've never never seen such a thing. I I have a thing where every time I see a Rothko painting, I have to take a selfie in front of it and with whoever's with me. Uh, there's one at the Yale Free Art Gallery in New Haven. If you, oh, then I probably have have seen. Them. I yeah. I love Rothko, but I know nothing about these, so I'm very excited. Keep going, keep telling me more. They're and they're oh, huge. Oh, good. I I thought I thought you knew I thought you knew something about them. No, I just knew I just um, love Rothko. I'm just like so excited. I'm gonna be scared now. So, I mean, Rothko was a person. Uh, he he moved from Russia, uh, to the U.S. at at a pretty young age um and he moved because of a lot of anti-semitic persecution in russia um he was jewish and he had a very uh left-wing leaning uh intelligent family um which inspired a lot of his work he he a lot of his work was very intellectual in a way um and he just kind of wanted his his quote is he wanted to express the the simple expression of complex thought. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said he was only interested in expressing expressing basic human human emotions. Wow, I can't speak today. You're doing great. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. But what he wanted to do basically with his art is just make people feel a certain way with not a whole lot of, I guess content on the on the 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 mural on the on the what's the word i'm looking for on the um canvas canvas um because his whole his whole style was just kind of these soft rectangles uh usually with a he started with a lot of colors um and as you can see in these murals there's not a whole lot of colors but a lot of his earlier work had a lot of bright yellows a lot of bright pinks a lot of purples and blues 
Um, but as his life went on, he started using less colors. Mm. Now, these, these pieces specifically were his first major commission in 1958. Mm. Um, what they were was Seagram Distilleries offered $35,000 for 600 wow. square feet of canvases. That's insane. That's 600 square feet. Um, and $35,000 at the time was the equivalent to, I think, about $2.5 million now. Wow. That's high. Um, uh, and that kind of thing, you know, he was very left, like I said, his family was left-leaning. He was very anti-capitalist. So that kind of thing really clashed with his mm-hmm. beliefs. Mm-hmm. He struggled for a long time, um, you know, trying to decide if he actually wanted to do this. And what he wanted to do. Um, What he ended up deciding was that he wanted to, and this is a quote from him, uh, he wanted to make those rich bastards feel that they are trapped in a room where all the doors and windows are bricked up so that all they can do is butt their heads forever against the wall. That's tight. I, I, I love Um, Rothko. I I love this guy. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, So... That's what he aimed to do. He ended up working on these for for several months. Um, and if you don't know, the the Seagram dis- Distillery is this this uh, restaurant he was putting them in was, I mean, extremely wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like this was a restaurant for for rich people, really, like really really rich rich people. Um, so he he made it. He ended up making these Seagram these Seagram murals. And they went up, and the day they debuted, he went with his wife to go see them. And that day, he came out very frustrated, and he pulled them from the Seagram mm. uh, and sent the money back. Oh, my God. Great um, day. Because he wasn't satisfied. Oh. Now, he never really elaborated on why, why exactly he did it, but it's assumed that he did it because it didn't really have the effect that he wanted mm. on them. Uh, he it, he probably kind of just realized that no one was actually paying attention to them. They were probably just ending up being background images, um, and they weren't really, you know, giving... The, they weren't really giving what he wanted <laughs> them to give. Yeah, probably... I um, feel like all the rich people are probably like, hmm, very nice, very cool. Like, he was but, like, why aren't you screaming right. and throwing up? Like, you could have put anything in there, like, that could have been disgusting, and it's like, the Seagram's building, and so people are gonna be like, yes, of course, this is very rich and tasteful. Right. And actually, what he said about it is, anybody who will eat that kind of food for those kind of prices will never look at a painting of mine. Oh. Gosh, that um, hurts. So he pulled those. Um, flash forward to February twenty fifth, nineteen seventy. Um, he had never his life kind of had been on a decline. Um, at this point, his marriage had failed. Um, at the time, he was taking like six different medications for depression, um, and as his depression was worsening. Like I said, his paintings were losing their color. Um, mm-hmm. They were using a lot more dark reds, a lot more of, of blacks. Um, and so February 25th, 1970, the Tate Gallery in London received mm-hmm. all uh, nine of these murals as a donation. 
kind of out of nowhere. Um, hmm. But a few hours later, oh. he was found dead in his home in a, no. pu- in a pool of his own blood after he had split his own wrists. Um, I did not see this coming at all. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so that kind of recontextualized what the paintings meant. They kind of became a signal of his, I don't know, I guess massive failure that led him to to suicide. Um, and then, yeah. And, and these days, a lot of people take... A lot of people take his darker paintings um, as they began getting darker uh, as like pictorial suicide notes, really. Um, oh my gosh. That he wasn't doing too well. Uh, and wow. so it's not traditionally like, I don't think it's traditionally too scary, but like, it, I don't know. I think it's a little disturbing to to have that new context for them. And I'm sure it's like overwhelmingly powerful to be in that room with them because literally they are just kind of like i don't know they're huge and they just in the room that they're currently in they just kind of surround you a lot of people uh say they go in there and they feel overwhelmed by by feelings of grief Mm. feelings of fear um he hit part of his what he wanted to do was to create the illusion of walls and doors and portals, um, portals mm-hmm. to kind of make people feel closed in in things. Um, and it, it's really effective. And I feel like with the context of his suicide, it becomes even more effective. Absolutely. And I feel like, especially went from like this badass kind of in your face thing to this idea of just like, no, this is the end. This is it. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious, you know what he did with the other nine paintings? I'm not sure. I mean, he probably just kept them at the... Imagine if they were, like, in the room with him. Like, when... Uh. Maybe. Actually, one thing was he, he was in a pool of blood um, about eight by six feet, I think, which is about the size of the canvases. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. No, I do have chills. That did give me chills. Yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've kind of got chills. I'm getting chilly. I'm getting a little cold. Andrew, Ooh. thank you so much for sharing more about that. I'm I'm sure that we're going to probably talk about Rothko in future yeah, episodes, I'd, so mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to, you know, elaborate on his work in a, in a future episode, but you know, right now we just we're just talking about the Seagram murals, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great great story and great introduction to the artist thank you for that chilling and spooky story a thousand hands clap for you (laughs) all right i think it is my turn then that it is that it is um mine's very fast very quick very painless um so that's incredible let's get into it okay so my spooky painting for Farttober episode um, is Saturn Devouring His Son by Francisco Goya. Um, This is a pretty famous painting. I think it was a meme for a while on the internet. Um, If you want to look it up, it's just Goya. They memed this one? I think they did meme this one. And it's on t-shirts and everything. Um, It's G-O-Y-A Goya. Saturn Devouring His Son. Um, and 
I just want to start off by saying that this is a topic that Goya did not create. This is um, a story that's been done many times in many different pieces of art, many different paintings, movies, etc., etc. Um, the story essentially comes from Roman mythology that there's this prophecy that one of the sons of Saturn, um, the this Titan, um, would overthrow um, him in the same way that he overthrew his dad. So to allow the prophecy to not happen, Saturn ate his children as soon as they were born. Um, he ate his sons. Um, and so this is kind of capturing one of those devouring of his own children. Um, spoiler alert, if you don't know what happens in the end of this myth, myth um, the prophecy, of course, comes true anyways because the mom saves one of the children that ends up taking over the dad. Um, of course, the, of course, the prophecy is going to come true. You can't mess yeah. with fate. You can't mess with what's going to happen. Mm -mm. Um, I've tried. So again, this is a story that's old as time and it's been represented in art many times and is often much more grotesque and anatomically correct than Goya's version. Um, if you look up the same painting um, by, oh God. I'm not going to remember his name. If you just look up Saturn eating his son, I think it will come up. Ew. Uh, Saturn eating his son? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, yeah. No. Wait. Hold on. I got a meme. See? Memes. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm seeing a lot of memes. Yeah, who's that? Oh, Rubens. Rubens? Ru Ruben, like Rubens, and it's the same name. Rubens, uh, Saturn devouring his son. Yep, it looks like he's just holding his little son in his little hand, and he's just taking a bite out of his chest. Yeah, so um, you can see the flesh ripping, and it's it's very atomically correct, um, and he you can kind of see that grip yeah. that he has on him mm -hmm. um and you can see all the body parts and it's just a lot more realistic for if someone was actually eating someone else um a lot more cannibalistic um but goya's version still tends to be regarded as much spookier than the other versions of this story um so of course art historians and um and other artists have studied what about this painting that makes it so eerie beyond just the content, beyond the story, and the circumcision? Oh my god, the oh. circumcisions. <laughs> and, and the circumcision. And the circumstances under what it was created, which I'm going to get to at the end. I'm not going to talk about. I think a lot of people know kind of the basics of under what circumstances Goya painted this, whatever. Um, the aestheticians aesthet like aesthetic aestheticians oh i know what you're saying aestheticians yes. um that's a it's a group online writes articles if you look up their website they're pretty cool um they wrote an article 
analyzing this painting further and but I really appreciate the way that they described it other more than other resources I saw um that Saturn the Titan there kind of starts to fit into this uncanny valley something that's kind of become more popular um in today's culture the way that it's void of many human characteristics yet you can kind of tell that it's human-like um it's almost paranormal or extraterrestrial-esque um, so it's, it seems much more like a monster than it does a Roman god, which is interesting because usually when you see Roman gods depicted in art, they're perfected, even when they're doing bad things. Um, you know, we've seen Roman gods or Greek gods and other famous legends that are pulling women away for rape or, um, you know, murdering, cutting people's heads off and just crazy things. And usually they're depicted still as very strong and muscular just because they're retelling this story where the Greek and Roman gods and these legends were muscular. Um, but in Goya's version, he's, he's more like a creature than he is a human at all um he's a freak. and it kind of highlights yeah he's a freak and it highlights this idea that when you're doing something unspeakably evil like murdering your own children um you kind of turn into a beast um wow so in this painting he's lost all control his face is is barely a face his eyes are bulging out of his face yes um <clears throat> and we see a just wide open mouth, um, barely any teeth, just kind of almost an, a black hole sucking in his son. Um, it's almost hard to tell the son's body parts. It's hard to tell if he's already eaten the uh, arm on the other side or if mm. it um, is just folded over. It's hard to tell where in the process of eating his son he is. His hair is mangled. He is seemingly very muscular, but it is kind of not clearly defined um and the fact that it's against this very stark black background adds this extra layer of just creepiness it's just fucking creepy um and you just take this idea of this powerful legend and you turn it into a modern day psychopath um which is probably exactly why Guillermo del Toro used this painting as direct inspiration for his monster in Pan's Labyrinth Mm. um and the creature in Pan's Labyrinth, if you guys have seen this, mm-hmm. he's also placed in a dining room in a basement in a cold, dark underground, placed in a dining room setting where he ultimately tries to eat the protagonist of the movie, who, of course, is a child. So he's fitting in that same legend, but he's taking the resource from from Goya, um, and he's making this terrifying uncanny valley creature where it has human-like characteristics but it's missing its eyes um and it's kind of just bald all over um very creepy but i think what's a really important factor that adds to this painting's creepiness is its intent um it was not intended for anyone to see So, basically, Goya's different art styles that he used throughout his life can be broken down into four main movements. He's always had a hard life. He went through a lot of difficulty in Spain um, just with different political movements going on. He got deathly ill twice in his life, which really affected his overall ability to do much of anything. Um, 
And so he's kind of battling a lot of demons and just he also has depressive episodes and he he just doesn't have the best life. So later in his life, he was kind of having the worst of the worst. Um, So the paintings at the later half of his life are known as the black paintings, the movement of the black paintings. And this time period occurred when he was living alone near Madrid in the Quinta del Sordo, which is also known as the House of the Deaf Man, because Goya had gone deaf later in his life after um, becoming ill for the second time. Um, So he's living alone. He's alone. He cannot hear in this big house by himself having a a depressive episode, not doing well. Um, And while he was going through these depressive episodes, he started painting uh paintings on his walls using oil paint he was 73 he painted 14 large pretty large paintings on his walls they were around four feet tall two feet wide ish um some bigger than others um painted on there essentially as decoration so instead of hanging up your own painting painting just directly on the wall he was alone he was lonely and it was almost kind of a way of bringing him friendship The thing is, as he got more depressed and more alone and more sad, he began painting over these paintings. So the original paintings were quite um, Mm. lively and and beautiful and happy Mm. motifs. Then as he was getting older and more depressed, he started painting over them with much darker themes, one of which being Saturn devouring his son. Mm. So he painted over what we'll never know, but... um, you know, the art historians could tell from other paintings that they were painted over, um, but we'll never see that underneath picture. Um, he painted over something beautiful with this painting, Saturn devouring his son. Um, and what I think is the real kicker of the story is that it was located where else but in the dining room in front of his dining table. So every time he sat down to eat, he could get a good look at Saturn eating his son every day wow you know yeah my jaw is hanging open i'd I'd like to imagine that underneath uh, saturn devouring his son is just a very nicer depiction of of saturn devouring his son maybe it's like sunny out in this he's instead of you know uh eating him like that he's on a nice nice tray or something oh my god it's like the evil meme right now where it's like (laughs) evil saturn devouring his son but it's the opposite where it's like nice saturn devouring his son yeah um saturn caring for his son (laughs) saturn being a good dad that's crazy it's kind of like goya devoured his son because he painted over this painting that was his his creation (laughs) we're stretching yeah there's honestly a lot more you could say about this painting but that's all I'm going to give you for now on this Farttober night. Just a little tease. Just a little tease. Just teasing you. Boo. Did we get you? Ah. Oh my God, you got me. <laughs> Great. Okay, do we have time to do one more little fun thing? Did, did we ever have a time limit? Uh, w- Never. <gasps> well, then yes. Never. Okay, I'm making everyone play movie tagline, but I'm only going to do two yes! movies. Yes, yes. Oh, I love movie tagline. Maybe I'll do three movies. So movie tagline game is this game that I make everyone play all the time where I just tell you the tagline of a movie and you have to guess what movie, but I will take yes or no questions and I will answer them appropriately. 
Um, but I'm going to, of course, do thriller <coughs> horror themed movie taglines. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck my, yeah. My phone won't work. There we go. Oh my God. Okay. First one. The, and I like to give the year. All right. Let's hear it then. Um, Come on. Spit it out. Come on. Not not every gift is a blessing. 1999. Not every gift gremlins. is a blessing. <laughs> That's a great guess. It's not Gremlins. That's a great guess, though. I didn't even watch it. Gremlins is Thank you. such a good movie. Right? It's so good. Um, um, not every gift is a blessing. Is it animated? No. Have I seen it? Yes. Have I seen it? Yes. Oh. Do I like it? Yes. Not Ella Enchanted. <laughs> no. I feel like I've heard of this. 1999. Oh. I feel like we've and done this tagline. And it's a horror movie. Stop it. <laughs> I know. I don't know any horror movie. Not every gift is a blessing. Oh, The Sixth Sense. It's The Sixth Sense. <gasps> <laughs> nice job. Oh, you're, yeah, his gift. Okay, next one. No, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> one second. Oh, you can't even do that one. Come on. No, yeah. it's too obvious. Okay, this is going to be the hardest one ever, and it's it's like, it's a kid's... The hardest like, it's one not even ever. Like horror. Oh, okay. It's, it's, a- gonna be, it's, it's not even like a horror movie, but it's like a Halloween. It would be something that you could watch at Halloween right. time. Um, it is, they came, they saw, they ran. Monster House. No. What year is oh, it? Oh, great guess, too. Oh, great question. 2004. <laughs> and it, it's not Monster House, you said? No. Are you sure it's not, mo- they mo- came, not they Monster House? They came, they saw, they ran? I'm positive it's not Monster House, but I want to know what the, that one is. Buzz Monster House. No, it's not Monster House. Um. Okay, I mean, let, let's get the basics out of the way. Have I seen it? Probably. Hubie Halloween. No, <laughs> 2004. Oh, the 2004 version of Hubie Halloween. <laughs> the original. Yeah, the, the original, not the remake. Um, 2004 kids movie, Hocus Pocus? No. Hocus Pocus wasn't 2004. Um, it's a sequel. Halloween Town uh, 2. No. Uh-huh. Ow, damn it. Um, oh my god. Any, if, I'll answer any questions you have. Have I? Oh, is it animated? Let's let's get that there's away. There's animated. There's an, parts of it is animated. Part of it is animated. Have okay. I seen it? Um, you've Have probably seen it. seen it, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, you've seen it. And not meaning like it goes from like everything's animated and then everything's live. It's like CGI things are animated in the movie. Oh. Oh, okay. That's... Thank you for the clarification, because that is not of what course. I was thinking. Um, but animation is a very important part of this movie. Is it like four kids? Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's four okay. kids by kids. Wait. Uh, well, There might be more than four. Wait. 
Oh, four. Oh, I was saying the number four. Oh, no. <laughs> is it it? Oh, okay. No, wait, how many wait, kids? Wait. Is, how many four. kids are there? I don't know if they're kids technically, but wait, <laughs> is it a movie for? Ch- it's a movie for children. Is yes. it Harry Potter? What's no. That? Yeah, no. I said it's a movie for kids. Yeah, there's four of them. There's four. There's four kids. Whoa. Yeah, it's four kids. Four kids. Four kids, I, four kids, is, four is, kids. I think they're technically supposed to be kids, but like I don't, they're not like played by children for oh. sure. And it's it's a sequel. Yes. Is this a? Is, it's pretty popular. Um. Yeah. In general, the whole franchise is pretty popular. Yeah. And can you repeat the tagline? They came, they saw, they ran. It has nothing to do with the movie. Oh my gosh, I was like, where are they arriving? Who are they? What are they running from? That's why, yes, that's why I ask you as many questions as you want. They came, they saw, oh, they ran. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pee can again. Can we pause this real quick? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear him. I can't hear him. Oh, Courtney's AirPod died. Yeah, he says I have to pee. Can we pause? Yes. Yeah, because we have to charge the AirPods for a second. He said, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's funny to hear. Evan go, shit. Welcome to Courtney's Late Night Talk Show Part 2, the part of the show where Andrew's not here and I get to lead everything and... Uh, you get to be here and I get to solve any problems that you're having. Um, on tonight's episode, we have a ghoul here with us. Ooh. Okay, ghoul, so what's your favorite snack to have? I was trying to think of, like, a pun for, like, ghoul. Like, gouda, but that doesn't, that has nothing to do with ghouls. But I really do, I really am having a gouda moment. Is, are you a real ghoul? Yes. Get this ghoul out of here. Oh my gosh, I hesitated too much. Yes, I'm a ghoul. Yes, I'm a ghoul. I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm a ghoul. What Get do you the want zombie me in. What Get do you want the me zombie to do? in. No, please, please. Ah, they're taking me. And now on the show, we have a mummy here. Hi, mummy. Hi, thanks for having me on. Okay, so mummy, what's your favorite snack been lately? Um, I've just kind of been chewing on the toilet paper that's falling off of my face. Ah. Oh, very nice very cool it's actually bandaging i'm so sorry that i just called it toilet paper <laughs> oh, is this a real mummy this mummy has toilet paper Wait, please they're taking me get <gasps> zombie get him out of here Ooh. it looks like we have a bat here now hello is that a vampire sound I, oh, also, the, the lore, I'm a vampire bat, and I just turned into a vampire when I flew in. <laughs> I thought it was just a bat. I sat well, down. Me. Well, that's what you, that's what they want you to think. So, vampire bat, what's been your favorite snack lately? Uh, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just farted. Oh, that's all in the spirit of it, though. Oh, that was the, that's a, that's going to be the best part of all this. I hope people stay to the end for this. I'm still farting. I'm putting my ear pad back. 
I'm putting my maxi pad back I'm on. I'm putting my pad back on. <laughs> I've been free bleeding this whole episode. I can't hear. Is he the gone still? Andrew? Wait, did he hang up? Are we? I think he might just have us on mute. He's listening to this whole thing. Okay, let's get. All right. We Treasure left. of the corn. <laughs> no, they came, they saw, they the ran. Scary Kids movie three. 2004. No. Four, four children. No. Oh, for children. Four children, right. maybe. Uh, um, a sequel. It's a sequel, and there's animation, CGI in it. They came, they saw, they ran. Gremlins 3. <laughs> Gremlins 7. No. I'm at a loss. This has to be our last one, too. We, we Everyone's struggling on this. I'm one. really I'm like, struggling. What has a sequel? What came out in 2004? What sequel came out in 2004? What year did the... It's pretty funny. It's a, it's a classic franchise that's been around for a long time and that made live action movies in the early 2000s. Fuck. <laughs> live action movies in the early 2000s. And was a cartoon for a long, long time. Probably is still a cartoon. Return to Halloween Town. No. Oh. This is like the Halloween. Bigger, just... bigger. This is it's ho- it's definitely related to Halloween, but you can watch this any time of the year. Oh my goodness. Um uh, I've noticed a surprisingly large amount of Halloween costumes about these characters this year specifically. Oh. Nothing helps. Oh my gosh! This year, I'm like, what's the costume? I know when I when you say it, I'm gonna freak. Among Us. Me and Leon are being two of these characters for Halloween. Oh. Among Us. Over the garden wall? No. I was like, what? That did not. <laughs> Who else are we being for Halloween? <gasps> Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Wait, so is, it's Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, guys, it was. It was Damn it! I was like, over the ground. did not go out in 2004, but then I can't think of any of our other costumes. They came, they saw, they ran. Wow. <laughs> I've never seen this movie either. You've never seen this? Is that the one where Scooby gets dressed as a woman? It, it's yes. the one where monsters have, get unleashed. No, that's that. the first one. Oh, oh, the second one's when the monster. Oh, and they're at the art exhibit. Oh, sorry. Wait, maybe he dresses as a, as a woman in both of them. I was going to say, he might dress as a woman. I, on the plane on the oh, way no, to that, the that, Spooky Okay, that's Island. the first one, yeah. He cross-dresses on the way to Spooky Island. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and at Spooky Island. And at Spooky Island. <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo is gender fluid. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks for playing my games. You're welcome. Um, Sorry, we couldn't can't get wait it. For the, can't wait for the winter, the winter holiday version of this. The winter Olympic version <laughs> of this. We should have an Olympic episode. No, that's we have to wait for you. Yeah, the Olympics. Now. We missed that already. Crap. We can do Winter Olympics, we'll do, but I, I, I hate the Winter Olympics for no reason, really. Oh, I, I prefer the Winter Olympics. I hate both of them. That's when they do, that's when they do synchronized swimming, right? I was no. never I was never super into the Olympics. I'm not like super I'm not super into the Olympics as a whole, but I prefer I like the Winter Olympic Olymp help me. Never mind. This is spooky. <laughs> never mind the spooky. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
um okay before we finish for the night everyone tell me something spooky you've been it doesn't have to actually be spooky but we're gonna say spooky because it's the theme of the episode tell me something spooky that you've been up to lately we've been watching so much degrassi in this household (laughs) it is absolutely sickening i've been falling asleep to it i wake up thinking about it every minute that i'm not watching degrassi uh is a minute wasted but and this is degrassi the next generation and we have made it to season three um and it's just so good it's just so hard to look away so highly recommend roku tv it's for free on there we are pushing through and something else that I've been into is the Degrassi theme song. <laughs> <laughs> In all things Degrassi. The Degrassi um, Wikipedia page is my everything right now. <laughs> I actually don't know if there's anything else that I'm into right now. That's Degrassi can be your thing. Degrassi's your thing this week. It might have been your thing last week, too. But I, that's, <laughs> yeah, and I can't say the lemon orzo soup, even though I made it again this week. <laughs> it can be, we can have constant favorites. Something I've been doing with the soup, welcome to my cooking <clears> segment, <throat> is when I go to reheat it, um, instead of putting a little bit of water in, because it, it congeals a bit, put a little bit of chicken broth in. Mm, genius. Thank you, everybody. That's my time. You're welcome. All right, Andrew, what have you been up to? What spooky things have you been up well, to? Well, oh. I've still been doing Hanstober. Um, by the time this episode is out, I will be almost done with Hanstober. Um, Aww. Yeah, boo, 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 hoo. boo, boo, but I did hit uh, on my way home. I did hit fifty unique listeners. Um, <gasps> yeah, that's our guy. So I'm, I am at there. Uh, you know, congrats. So that's cool. Thank you. Um, but other than that, I actually I discovered this other this other podcast that isn't necessarily spooky. But it was quite mysterious when I uh, discovered it. It's called I Am Killing You. Um, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and the picture of it is yeah. like a really distorted picture of a face. It just came up in my recommended podcast on Spotify. Um, and they talk about like a lot of like really intellectual stuff. Like the episode that came out yesterday, I think. Uh, he was talking to like a, a physicist. Who was who literally works with like atoms and things, um, and was talking about they were talking about stuff like that, and it's been really interesting. Um, I've been digging it. Uh, that's called "I Am Killing You." Ooh, really cool! I'm gonna listen to that for sure. You don't have to lie Thank to me. Thank you, Andrew. I Aww. love podcasts. Really cool. No, I'm really. I I'm just. I, I'm like starting to listen to more than I'm listening to music, which sometimes I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, me too. Get get be cultured, but I just I just love a podcast. Um, I think that's cultured. Well, I'm listening to just people shit around, and I'm just listening to people shit. I, Andrew's Andrew's podcast is just great, except I have to skip so many episodes because I'm like, no, I I want to watch. Well, okay, this. well to be I'm fair, to watch this. I, I wanted to tell you like. If I don't have a spoiler warning at the beginning of the podcast, then we don't spoil anything important. Oh, the ones I the ones that I have been listening to are ones that I've seen before, and it, I'm like, this would spoil. This is this would if I had hadn't seen this. Really, which this would which be ones? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. Um, oh, we'll have to break this down later. Okay. I it's not even like it's not even like a big like plot line, but I don't like even hearing a thing about a movie okay, before that, I see fair. it. Like I, that's fair. 
like Leanne's so good about it because she'll be like, "Oh, I won't even tell you the name of the character in this movie." <laughs> like, I you're I, I won't remember to begin with. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like I have to go in completely blind, or else I'll start googling, and then it's and then I find out everything. Um, what I have been into this week is Jackbox Party Pack Eight Ooh. came out, and I bought it. And uh, me and my roommates, Leanne was one of my roommates. And we played it. We were been playing it. We played all the games except for one, but um, it's because everyone's been so sleepy. Every time I go to play it, we can't make it through. We can't make it to the last one. Um, it's really fun. A lot of the games are a little bit more complicated than normal, but I'm kind of I'm digging it. Um, so definitely recommend. And there's a lot of updates that was were just much needed you can now extend the time of like how much time you need to fill out prompts or draw so for people who kind of need that extended wait time super helpful um little things like that you can turn on like parent friendly or kid friendly mode um and you can kind of also change the vulgarity of the language they use also you can add it to uh, a setting to make it like current event and related to cultural events that are happening right now so you can set it to be like centric around the world and what's happening right now versus just having it be anything ever so you can play like a modern time version of jackbox versus just your usual jackbox wait that's sweet it's pretty cool um and the games are super fun good laughs and some some head scratchers um so yeah, there's some there's some interesting type of trivia. It's not your usual type of trivia that you see on Jackbox, um, and it's it's quite fun. I'm actually now I'm like, oh, God, I want to go play it, um, but it is too late for me. Oh, it is. Oh. Oh. We'll have to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I hope that you were all scared to to pieces. I hope you're all just shivering in your boots right now and you're going to have trouble falling asleep and maybe you're pissing the bed. Don't wish that oh. upon our audience. Oh my God. I, it's spooky. It's spooky time. I feel tomorrow like you're constantly trying Wait, to just Halloween. push away our audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. Oh, it's my it's my tough love. <laughs> Aw. Um, we hope you're scared. We hope you're scared. We hope you sleep well, though. Yeah, and sleep, and don't let the bed bugs bite. You deserve your rest. Have a great Halloween tomorrow, everybody. Stay, stay safe out there. Stay hollow. Ooh, and, um, and don't do, don't go too crazy on mischief night tonight. Ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Keep your toilet paper for your butthole tonight. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. I gotta go do some spooky things, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I gotta go do some spooky stuff, like like sleeping. Ooh. Ooh. And, and art is so scary always. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, Good everybody. Night.